0: Praise the Lord. Well, it's a good day to know Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm gonna take that back out. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Sun's out. Yes. Snow's melting. Praise the Lord. Yeah, now it's a little wet and sloppy in a few spots, but I think I can live with that. Temporary. It's temporary, amen. Praise the Lord. Just be glad to live in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, we've got family members that some of them are under water, so we got a lot of a lot going on back there. Um, put uh, Brother Matt, praise the Lord. Let's put uh, Mark 11 and 22 up on the board, if you will. You thought we were all done talking about faith, didn't you? <laughs> no, nope. of course, it's been a month since I've been standing behind you on a midweek and uh, due to some guests and some weather stuff. And, but uh, I'm going to, at least as far as, you know, until he tells me I'm done, I want to talk about faith, different things about faith and, and um, you know, this is a year of empowerment A year of growth and development, and um, there ain't going to be any empowerment if we don't continue to walk by faith, amen. And so, uh, we took some time several months back, talked this whole text, and of course, Jesus is answering one of the disciples when they uh, made they acknowledged the fact that the fig tree had withered up after Jesus cursed it, and uh, his first statement with that is, "Have faith in God." Now, it sounds kind of like a a duh statement, um, but a lot of, lot of validity to it. Have faith in God, because you could put your faith in a lot of things. I said you could put your faith in a lot of things. The word faith in itself, uh, the Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, it just means a belief in or to believe, a persuasion, conviction, reliance, dependence, uh, assurance, Trust and confidence. These are some of the main uh, synonyms to this word when you look it up. And, um, of course, depending on how maybe how it's used in a sentence might determine what you know, which one of them words will fit it. But uh, he said, have faith in God. Put your dependence on God. Put your reliance on God. Your confidence in God. Amen. Uh, one one uh, translation even says, have the faith of God. Amen. And that's kind of really the implication of what's being said. Uh, because you know, basically, what Jesus is doing, he's answering how how it works. This is how it works. You know, you want to know how that happened? This is how it works. And then he goes on to say, you know, you speak to that fig tree or to that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, right? And it'll obey you. Praise God. Amen. And so, uh, have faith in God. Put the uh, amplified on now. And he adds in there when the amplified, it adds have faith in God constantly. Everybody say constantly. I'm Amen. Where that's going to be a key word here today, constantly, all right? Put the, uh, I believe it's the message translation, and it just says uh, this, uh, Jesus was, matter of fact, in fact, it goes on to say, embrace uh, this God life, is how it words, it. I think, embrace it. In other words, this God life is how it words, uh, really embrace it, and nothing will be too much for you, it says. Amen. Everybody say the God life. So what he's talking about is a life of faith, okay? Now, we know Uh, Hebrews 10 and 38, kind of just take that verse there and throw that up. Uh, It says, now the just, that's you and me, the just shall live by faith. That's how we live. Amen. Now, the word just, again, we've got to clarify that because somebody might say, well, that's not talking about me. Well, it is talking about you if you know Jesus. Amen. Because it's the word just or justified. Amen. You've been justified. Amen. By the blood of the Lamb. Come on. You've been made right by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Jesus paid a price for you to make you just, righteous. Another word for that same Greek word there. Amen. So you've been made the righteousness of God based on what Christ has done. Amen. Not based on anything you did. The only thing you can even remotely, slightly, and even it will be debated, but slightly you could claim the fact that you at least made a good quality choice by saying yes to Jesus. That's about as far as your credit goes. Are you with me with this kind of thing? You're talking about being right, righteous, right, made right, just or justified. Amen. Uh, so you are because of what Jesus did. So the just shall live, that's how we live, that's how we conduct life. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Now, the Scripture's all through. This is, we took some time early on, uh, you know, a couple months back, talked about, uh, you know, the just shall live by faith, we stand by faith, we walk by faith, we even run this race by faith, we please Him by faith, we obtain our promises by faith, the Word says we have victory to overcome based on our faith, and we can go on and on and on talking about what your faith will accomplish and how we do this as a child of God, how we live this, amen. So look at your neighbor and say, we live by faith, praise God. Of course, it goes on in this text saying, we're not, a, you know, it says that, what, but if anyone draws back My soul has no pleasure or no satisfaction in that. Amen. not saying that God stopped loving you. just means it brings no pleasure to Him when you're backing up. And the point in the thing in context is saying this, that faith is not about backing up. It's never about backing up. Faith is about moving forward. Amen. Uh, But, of course, the next verse says, but you're not of those. Amen. If you're a child of God, praise God, making a decision for Christ, you're not of those who back up. You're those who move forward. Praise God. Amen. Come on, right? All right. So with that said, um, put the... uh, Matt, put the, uh, uh, the Amplified version of that first verse again, put that up on the board, and the Amplified again says, uh, have faith in God, and again it said what? Constantly. Let's put that, did you find that? Sorry to mess you up there, brother. Constantly. Everybody say constantly. That's pretty key. Amen. Uh, one, uh, I saw a statement one time said this, that uh, uh, consistency is not rocket science. It's about commitment. Amen. And if you're going to be constant with your faith, you're going to have to be pretty committed to it. Am I right? Amen. You're going to have to be committed to this, praise God. And so that's really what we're going to talk about today. And so with that said, uh, going back to the book of Hebrews, we're going to go to chapter 6, please. Hebrews and 6. Are you all doing good today? Yeah. Praise God. We've had us a pretty good uh, week or so, haven't we, some of the messages and things been going on, and praise the Lord, it's been it's been good. So, uh, just believe tonight we'll just continue to get gooder and gooder. How's that, huh? Praise God. Hebrews six, and uh, I'm going to talk about being constant or consistent. It says, uh, verse 9, But, beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you, yes, things that accompany salvation. That word uh, accompany means to echo. Actually, the word is echo. So which echo salvation? And that word salvation is soteria, uh, which just means safety, rescue, health, deliverance. It means the full meal deal. So there's all kinds of things that come in. You know, here we are, you're born again, you're saved, but there's all kinds of other great things that are being added to you and things that God's moving you forward in. Am I right? You have all kinds of promises. You got all kinds of things that God uh, has, has given and, and has pr- uh, made declarations and promises of faith, I mean, to you and me. And, and uh, so there's all kinds of things that accompany salvation. But it says here, accompany salvation through, though we speak in this manner, for God, verse 10, is not unjust. To forget the work and the labor of love which you have shown toward His name. Of course, talking to the church at um, uh, the Hebrew church here. Uh, work and labor of love which you have shown toward His name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. In other words, he, He's seen everything you've done. All right, but here we go. Verse 11, and we desire that each one of you show, that just means to, to express uh, to express action, I believe is how, it, how it's defined. Uh, that each one of you show or express action, in other words, the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Now, the word diligence here, um, it means really a determined, uh, aggressive effort. Okay, when you look up the word diligence and start di- diving into the uh, diligence, it's just about applying yourself. So he's talking about showing something, talking about applying something, right? And it says to the full assurance or entire confidence of hope until the end, or expectation until the end. Everybody say, until the end. How many know you're not done yet? There's still things going on, um, and what he's trying to say is, listen, you've done some great things, you've had some great things happen, Uh, God's noticed what you've done, and uh, we also know that not everything, uh, you know, is necessarily in place yet, not everything's happening like you want it to happen, not everybody's got all their ducks in a row. Come on. Not everybody's necessarily done everything uh, right. We understand that. Not everything. Maybe we can look around and say, well, that person's got this working in their life, but, and this person has that working in their life. I wish I had it working in my life. Come on now. And it says, until the end. I mean, no, you're not done yet. For the uh, Full assurance of hope until the end. The word end here, telos, or until the end is telos. Uh, which means uh, uh, to, uh, to a point or a definite point, a definite conclusion or a definite result. Uh, the word telos, we get words like telephone, uh, uh, telescope. All that comes because it's, it takes you from this point to another point. And what the, uh, the point is that we're not done yet. We haven't got our conclusion yet. We haven't got our result yet. If it ain't there yet, then you keep going, right? Right? That's what it's trying to say here, all right? That's where we get even our word, telemarketer, to a point and no more. (laughs) Okay, no, it is. Just throw that one in. See if you're listening. Amen. But anyway, uh, anyway, that was a bad one. That was horrible. Yeah, we better get spiritual again. Amen. Let's get to verse 12 now. Amen. So here we go. That's what he's leading up to this. He says that you do not become sluggish. Now, your cross-reference might say lazy, uh, but it literally means one avoiding pain or avoiding uh, strain. Okay, so in other words, when the pressure's on, um, it says that, that you do not become, in other words, don't back up just because there's some, a little bit of pressure on you. All right, just because there's some strain, just because right now you're trying to press through something, just because right now it doesn't, I mean, you're going through something that may not feel all that fun at the moment. Amen. So you still are called if you're going to get to the end, if you're going to get the result, if you're going to get to the conclusion. If you're going to get to the def- the defining point that you got to get to, then you've got to be willing to press through and not become sluggish. All right? But we imitate, all right? And I think, uh, I don't know if I wrote that one down, but the word imitate, uh, mimic is the Greek word, where we get our word to mimic. All right? But we imitate or we mimic those who through faith, come on, and patience inherit the promises. All right. So whatever it is you're believing for, whatever it is you're standing for, whatever promise that you're you're pressing in for, we we grab hold of that by imitating those. And of course, in context, he's going to talk about a man named Abraham. All right, and we know that he talks about a few chapters down the road. Talks about a bunch of patriarchs of faith, men and women of God who did great things with their faith. Praise God. But it was through their faith. Come on, ever say faith? and patience everybody say and patience it says what we got here is something that works side by side connects amen partners maybe we could say with your faith amen through faith and patience we inherit the promises and right now uh maybe the word let's define promises real quick and then we'll come back and look at that word patience uh the word promise means an assured uh, pardon me an expressed assurance on which expectation is based or to be based. So God has said a lot of things, a lot of promises, things you're believing for things you're standing for so just long as we we're all thinking the same thing here what, what is it you're believing for what is it you're standing for? what is it you want to see happen? what is it you want to see changed? what is it you want to see removed? what is it you want to see added? what is it what you know what is it you' you know what is it you got your faith out there for all right? And uh, so those promises, those things that you base your faith on, he says, if you will imitate those who through their faith and their patience, which the word means constancy or consistency. You know, uses other words like endurance, uh, to abide or remain or continue. These are all Bible words that are used throughout uh, the New Covenant. And so through their faith and then being consistent with their faith. Are you still with me? See, that's why he's leading up to this saying. He says you can't be just up and down all the time with stuff because you've got to understand that if you're going to be up and down, you're going to try to avoid the strain or avoid the struggle or somehow get you know, lazy in your faith or somehow you know, back up or stagger at everything. He says then you, the Scriptures are clear. Don't think you're going to receive anything. So he's trying to say, listen, to, to get... To inherit the promises that are yours, you're going to have to stay in faith, a place of confidence, reliance, dependence, assurance, come on, with some conviction, come on, somebody, hallelujah, with some belief in God, hallelujah, faith in God through your faith and being consistent with your faith in God. Being consistent with your reliance, being consistent with your dependence, being consistent with your assurance, with your trust. Can I hear a big amen? So it's not just to say, you know, I believed. Well, what are you doing now? Right? You know, when when, uh, uh, Paul addressed the church Ephesus, he says, you know, having done all to stand, what do you do? Well, you continue to stand, right? Okay, well, I've done everything I know to do. Well, praise the Lord. Well, what do I do now? Well, keep doing it. I mean, that's where we lose a lot of people. I'm serious. We lose a lot of people through that because, well, I did everything. I, was, I did all this, and I did this, and I did that, and I had that confession, and I did that, and I stood, and I gave, and I did, and I died. Come on. And pretty soon, you know, we're like, well, I did all that. How come I ain't? Listen, listen. Having done all to stand, you stand. You have to keep doing this. Amen. Stay with it. Praise God. Amen. Uh, one uh, minister of the gospel years ago, I don't know, probably now, maybe a couple decades ago, Um, The statement was made, this is what the Spirit of God had told uh, this minister, that in your consistency lies the power. In your consistency, amen. So stay consistent, amen. If you want to get to the end, if you want to get to the desired result, if you want to get to the conclusion of this thing, the, get this thing changed, get this thing done, if you want to inherit that promise, then you're going to, through your faith and your consistency with your faith, are you still with me? Yeah. You know, patience is kind of one of those words that, uh, you know, I think sometimes how the world views um, patience and how... Uh, the Word of God defines patience sometimes can be two different things. And so sometimes, you know, I often wonder why He uses the word patience. And maybe, um, I guess maybe it's just, it isn't that, um, it's just that we just, you know, in this generation, we just don't, we just don't define it like that anymore. And um, so I looked it up uh, in just a, a, a world uh, college dictionary kind of a deal, just a, a normal dictionary that's out there. And uh, they define patience as tolerant, understanding. And that's that's a lot, that's the way a lot of people view it. You know, they get to you know you get to a red light. I don't like to wait for them either. But you they you know be patient. So what are you doing? Well, I'm being I'm being tolerant of a red light. Or tolerant of that crazy driver that I'm trying to get around. Okay, maybe you don't have any of those problems. <laughs> A tolerant understanding. And get this. This is how they, it defines it in, the, in the, new, the new dictionaries. Okay, all right. It defines it as bearing of annoyance without complaint. That's how it's defined. But if you stop and you think about most people when they talk about be patient, that's, that's kind of how they look at it come on Your bearing the bearing of annoyance without complaint in other words just right okay all right it also they 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 also use this this phrase uh, to suppress restlessness so to, to them patience means to suppress restlessness amen so when you start looking at that, you know, sometimes then when you says through faith and patience, it kind of puts a different spin on it if you're, if you're not aware of what that word means. But all the word means is to be constant. Just stick with it. Stay with it. Amen. There's a word that it uses, and um, it, uh, to be, uh, you know, constant or to be patient uh, means holding firm to, to the same principles is one way of saying it. Uh, or the same course of action, whatever it is it is. But it uses this word, viscosity. I hope I'm saying that right. I think every time I do say it, I, I question whether I'm saying it right. Viscosity. Okay. And so it just means stick to uh, persevering re- uh, resolution, an unshaken determination, certainty of mind, steadfastness of purpose. Okay. This is what that viscosity. Okay. stick Okay. So what he's asking here is... Imitate those who they who through their uh, faith, their reliance on God, and sticking with it. They stuck with it. Amen. It doesn't mean that they did everything perfect or everything right. Come on. In fact, some of them struggled with it, especially the one of the one of the ones we're talking about. Uh, uh, you know, our brother Abraham or father Abraham, I should say. We call him the father of our faith. The word does. Uh, he didn't necessarily get it all right in the beginning, but eventually he got a hold of it. I said, eventually he got a hold of it, didn't he? Amen. And when he did, he was locked on. Amen. And he didn't waver. Amen, the Scripture says. We might even look at a verse that that says in a minute. Uh, so let's read on a little bit further here. Um, let's see here. How about a few statements? You like, like some of these statements? I like some of these kind of statements. Uh, here's one I, I read one time. Success isn't mysterious. It's the natural consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals. In other words, if you want success, just stick with it, stay with it, be consistent with it, amen, The things will start shifting and changing. Thomas Edison, a statement I've used many times, but he said, he said this, excuse me, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Amen. Hmm. That's the truth. Hallelujah. I think it was, um, I think it was uh, Smith Wigglesworth, I believe, who made the statement. But he, um, I think it was uh, Smith that said it. He said, many times uh, what beats us is the enemy's willingness to outlast us. <clears throat> he, not that he has more power or more ability. He's just a lot more consistent than you are. Are you hearing me? Not that I'm trying to give Him any glory, but uh, sometimes that's the case, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, we're to stay consistent. Amen. Now, the Word promises you that He's given you the victory in 1 Corinthians. He also promises you in 2 Corinthians uh, that He will lead you in all triumph. Okay, now these are pretty good promises. So if you will just imitate those who through their faith and patience... Inherit the promises. You, too, will inherit the promise. You will gain your victory. Come on, somebody. You will gain your triumph. Come on. Amen. Just like the Word says. But you got to stay with it. Stick with it. Amen. Are you still with me? And that's where that word patience comes into this thing. Amen. Let's uh, go on a little bit further here in the same chapter, chapter 6. We'll get to verse 13 now. It says, Now when God made a promise to Abraham... Because he could swear by no one greater, uh, he swore by himself. In other words, he, that just literally means he declared an oath or, um, or a vow, all right? It literally means to, uh, to commit oneself or it refers to even like a word of honor. So God Amen, swore by himself because there was no one greater than himself. So he said, listen, I make an oath. If I'm going to do it, I'll do it. If I said I'll do it, I'll do it. You don't have to question it, all right? So what was, what was part of that promise? Here it was, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying and I will multiply you. Praise God. And so here we go. So after, let me say after. Hallelujah. So after he had patiently endured. Come on now. And, and one of the definitions for this, this word here is long-spirited. Amen. In other words, a spirit willing to go the distance here. He, was, he patiently endured. It said again, he obtained the promise. Amen. So he stuck with it, praise God. And again, uh, you know, for whatever it's worth, um, Abraham didn't necessarily do everything perfect right out of the shoots, But ultimately, he got it. Amen. And then when his wife got a hold of it, too, and hooked up, praise God, promise started manifesting. Amen. Still with me? In other words, they saw the results of it. The promise was always there, but they started beginning to see some of the results of it. Um, Anyway... uh, Let's see. Um, I think I gave you a couple verses there. Let's put the Hebrews 10 and uh, what is it, verse uh, 36. That's it. Um, just this is for you and me. If you ha- if you have n- pardon me, for you have need of endurance. That's actually the same word here. Uh, so that you after pardon me, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Just another just another uh, another promise about promises. If you just stick with it, just stay with it, amen, just stay with it, just stick to it, just keep doing it, amen. Well, Pastor, I've been doing it for a month now, praise the Lord, let's go for another month, amen, well, you know, I've done this now for a year, praise the Lord, let's do it another year, amen, well... Am I doing something wrong? Well, I don't know. But if you keep at it, I guarantee you somehow the Spirit of God will show you what to shift, what to change, what to do. But you quitting, you giving up, ain't going to help you. So you might as well stay with it. You might as well stick with it. You might as well keep your confession going. You might as well stand your ground. Come on, you might as well, amen, uh, go after and keep, uh, you know, whatever it is that God's talking to you about, amen, whatever it is he led you to do, praise God, keep going, praise God. Somebody said, I've had many times... uh, and some of you probably heard uh, some of this counsel from me or from others before, but uh, you know I've I've uh, you know I've been waiting and waiting for God to tell me what to do, and uh, He ain't telling me anything to do. And sometimes it comes down to this: What was the last thing He told you to do? Well, I I I did that. Are you still doing that? Well, sometimes we don't stay with something, amen, and so we don't get the next step. Come on now. And the word even says, follow after the steps of Abraham, talks about steps of faith. So, part, of, you know, sometimes it is steps. Come on. He starts working on this thing, getting you to stand your ground. Maybe it's just through your confession. You ever had God just work on your mouth? Went through a whole season of my life. That's all he worked on. Try to get that guy's mouth Right? Right? about, you know, you know, faith work by love. So, I mean, there was a whole season there just trying to get you to start work, walk in love. Come on. There's just all kinds of things that start adding and connecting to you. One of those things was a thing called consistency or patience. Endurance. Amen. Let's be more consistent with this. Amen. So we work on that. Stay consistent with this, praise God. And every time I feel like backing up, Getting sluggish, come on somebody. Getting lazy or backing up because the strain seems to be a little bit too much. That's the best time to press through. In those moments, it's the best time to press through. Yeah. Sowing in famine, that's what you do. Come on somebody. Right. In those moments, in those times when everything's pressing hard against you, those are the times you want to press through. You'll find you'll gain more ground doing that. Yeah. That's a fact, okay? Yeah. So just stay with it. Look at your neighbor and say, stay with it. Amen. Sometimes, you know, you, uh, a way of saying it, I've heard before, uh, staying power. I like that. Staying power. Amen. Got to have a little staying power. Praise God. Put uh, the Romans 4, uh, verse 20 and 21. This is, again, talking This is talking about Abraham also. And it said that he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. Verse 21, please. Hallelujah. And being fully convinced. Now, how many know he wasn't at first? But he got to a place where he got... Fully convinced, Amen, that what he what God had promised, he had also was also able to perform. Praise God. So my point is this, it's just, you know, it, once you get to that place where you can just stay constant, stay with it, amen. You'll see things change. Uh, I've seen people with the area of, of their giving, you know, the tithe. They get, you know, squirrely on that. And I think, well, just stay with it. There's so many promises to just stay with it. You just be amazed. All of a sudden, everything shifts and changes. Now it's like, woo! Praise God. So you got to stay with those kind of things. Amen. Hallelujah. So look at your neighbor and say, stay with it. All right. Praise God. Uh, here's another statement for you. All right. I like all this kind of stuff. I like these kind of things. Amen. The results uh, that we're believing for exist in our willingness to continue. Amen. The results that we're believing for exist in our willingness to continue. In most cases, there is no manifestation without continuation. You don't stay with it and stick with it. You may never see the manifestation of it. So you just got to stay with it, praise God. Amen. Uh, you know, one of the things that you know, I've said uh, many a times, and uh, um, I don't even know, uh, to me it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Some In some cases, I wasn't even all that proud of it, but it, uh, um, you know, just... Sometimes the only thing I just kept putting a foot in front of the next foot, and the next step, next step, next step, just kept going. Come on, somebody, because it looked like I was doing everything wrong, or it looked like everything was you know, going, you know, you know, going south on me. And uh, you just, you just put another foot in front of, it and just stay with it, stay with it. Pretty soon, it's like all of a sudden you kind of walk right out of that mess. And so it's just there's just some power in that, just staying with it. Praise God. Amen. All right, with that said, let's uh, take a look at this, uh, kind of uh, you know, just some of these other Bible uh, New covenant words. Second um, Timothy, let's look go to Second Timothy. Hallelujah. Second Timothy. <clears throat> so let's back up a book here or so. And Second uh, Timothy, chapter um, chapter three. And I'm going to go down here to verse 14. It says, but you must continue. Everybody say continue. Continue. So it's all using the same root. All all these words are all part of this. Uh, You must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you've learned them. Of course, talking to Timothy, he said this, that from your childhood, you have known the Holy Scripture. So he's talking about the Word, right? hallelujah, which uh, are able to make you wise for salvation through faith uh, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17, that the man of God or the woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work, right? So we know in context, He's dealing with the Word, all right? Back up to verse 14 again. It says this, but you must... Continue in the things which you've learned, all right? Now, uh, here's another statement. We don't fail because of the great revelation that we haven't learned. We don't fail because of the great revelation we haven't learned. We fail because we don't stay consistent with what we have learned, all right? You know, um, this, this here fits in certain situations, I, you know, especially maybe some of our young'uns, maybe. Maybe it's for anybody, I guess. But uh, if you want to be taken seriously, be consistent. There's just power in consistency. And so um, stay consistent with things. Amen. Um, well, I could go down that road, but, uh, you know... In this text, he's telling Timothy, he said, listen, you've got to stay with the things you have learned. Now, Paul, or me, Timothy has uh, you know, got his back against the wall, so to speak, because of the pressure that's against him and his church and his people. Literally, some of his leaders are losing their lives. They're trying to, uh, the world now, because they're, they're seeing this, this massive church, which it is the largest of the day the largest work of God, uh, largest church of the day, okay, and it's gaining power by the day. So the world now is getting all nervous and scared. Come on. And so they start putting pressure on Timothy and pressure on his leadership, trying to get uh, the church to scatter a little bit, to, to somehow divide and spread because of fear. So all this is going on, all right? So, Timothy now has got his, you know, under attack, under pressure, and, you know, there's the question marks. What am I doing wrong? We ain't doing anything wrong. But the, but the pressure on you is trying to get you to think you're doing something wrong or this wouldn't be happening. Well, maybe it's happening because you're doing everything right. Now, nobody really wants to hear that. But in all honesty, right now, he's got attack coming on him and on his church because they're doing some things right. And he's trying to shut it down, if he could, in the world, you know, or the, or the enemy. I mean, ultimately, that's what it is. And so, uh, you know, he's telling him, listen, listen, you, you've, you've got the word in you. You know what this says. So don't, don't back up now. Don't quit now. Stay with what you know. Amen. Look what it got. I mean, sometimes, you know... Um, Maybe it's just another little tidbit, but it's kind of a life lesson. You know, it's so easy sometimes to get to focusing on what ain't quite going the way you want it to. Instead of focusing on all the stuff that is going right. I mean, that what you believe and what you're standing, what your faith has already done. For some of you, you know what I'm talking about. Your faith has already accomplished great things. Some of you are water walkers. Come on, somebody. You're out there doing some things, all right? But this one area right now, you've you got a little pressure on you about something. And so the, the temptation is to get all focused on this thing over here that isn't quite producing like I wanted to yet. And we lose sight of the fact that look what your faith has already done. So he's telling Timothy, listen, you already know. Look what your faith has already done. You—you you got a work that's like no other work on the planet right now. You got things happening around. You got signs and wonders. You got miracles. You got things happening. That's why the world is trying to pressure you to shut you down. You got things happening all over the place. So stay with it. This is not the time to quit. This is the time to move forward. This ain't the time to back up. It's the time to gain more ground. Amen. Anybody else with me on that one? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at another one here. All right. uh, Another common one here. John. John chapter 8, please. Pretty common text, actually. Verse 31 and 32, And Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide, there's that word again. If you abide in my word, it's how it's used here. If you abide, some translation might say remain or might use the word continue. All right? So if you abide, remain, or continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And that word, all it means is discipline one. So that, what makes you a disciplined disciple is staying with it, right? Come on. And you shall then know the truth, Right? Become intimate with the truth, amen, and the truth then shall make you free. Now, we do, every time we go to this text, those of you that have been around, especially my Wednesday night crowd, you've probably heard me say this a dozen times at least. Okay, what makes you free? The truth you know. Okay, so well, how do you get to know a truth? In this text, what's it say? You abide in it, you remain, you continue in it. So what makes you free? So you really can't have verse 32 without verse 31 because it just ain't going to happen, you know. And so uh, the way you get to know a truth, become intimate with the truth, is you stay consistent in it. You stay with it. You abide. You remain. You continue in it. Amen. There's power in staying with it. There's power in consistency. Amen. Amen. You know, every... Every revelation, and I've got a bunch of them, come on somebody, and I've had a bunch over the years, I can just, I really, just about every key revelation in my life that I've received, I can take you to the spot that it happened. There were times just driving down the road and all of a sudden the lights came on and it clicked. And I can take you to the spot. I was sitting on a forklift one time when one clicked and it was like, oh. and the guy that drove into that aisle to get that product and the guy that backed out with two different people just based on a revelation. But it didn't just happen like one second somebody said something, you go, bing, the light. Came. It always, it always something you're sitting there meditating on. You're still chewing on it. You're reading it. You keep going over it. You keep confessing, talking it, and things. And pretty soon, all of a sudden, it comes alive. Amen. I got a blue chair at home that a lot of them happened right there. Just by spending some time praying in the mornings and just, you know, chewing over things. I had one uh, a week ago Monday, right? I talked about that, you know. It just clicked. It all clicked. (gasps) And all of a sudden now went from logos word, right? A, you know, just an inspired word to a word, a revealed word from a word that was God breathed now to a word that's made to breathe. Happen just by, and so the point being made is, when you abide, when you remain, when you continue, when you stay consistent with it, all of a sudden, come on, all of a sudden, you get to know the truth. And when you know the truth, that truth now makes you free. Nobody can take it from, from you when that happens. No devil in hell, no person, no antagonistic whatever. Come on. So nothing can come, take it from you, because now it's revealed. But a lot of everybody wants a revealed word. Everybody, if you have any, you know what I'm talking about. But the point is, how does that happen? By continuing, by remaining. Amen. So this is a, it's a key word. It's a, it's a key element or a key. Uh, component or partner with your faith, was you're going to believe for things, you're going to press for things, then you're going to have to stay consistent with these kind of things. Still with me? Yes. All right. All right. Whew, praise the Lord. Uh, I, I threw this one in, um, a lack of consistency can bring a lack of interest. And I thought that was a good place to put it because if you don't stay with the word, pretty soon you're uninterested. That's one of the reasons we're doing this month of this chapter a week or chapter a day thing is trying to stir. And some of you know what I'm talking about because some of you even come up and said I've seen things I never saw reading uh, whatever. It's just by somehow everybody just kind of staying locked on reading a chapter a day. It's amazing how all of a sudden something just begins to kind of. What's happening is all of a sudden your interest is starting to peak. And all you're doing is abiding. It's just another way to abide. Right? Read something every day. Amen. Meditate on it through the course of the day. And all you're doing, amen, is abiding, remaining, and continuing. And all of a sudden... You begin to know a truth, and those truths then begin to set you free. Praise God. Amen. Uh, Put James 1, kind of another another way of saying it, but James 1, I believe it's 25, uh, says this, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, there it is again, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer, that's key too, right? Be a doer of the work. It says, this one then will be blessed, empowered, amen, empowered to succeed, it means, empowered to prosper, amen, blessed in what He does, all right? So, continuing is key in it, amen. So, that means then, uh, in order to not be a uh, forgetful hearer, did I say that right? Make sure I'm not double negative there. Amen. In order, amen, to, to remain a, a, a hearer, amen, then I have to continue with it. Right? Continue in it, praise God. And I continue in it, praise God, and I, then I start becoming a doer of it, which you have to, be, you have to continue in doing. And it says you you do that, you know, the the one that's doing then is the one that's blessed, praise God. So we see that same thing, that continuance, uh, you know, uh, constancy, continuance, abiding, remaining, patience, Bible word patience. Come on. It works, praise God. Um, I put this, consistent action creates consistent results. In fact, all your uh, success gurus, there's all kinds of them out there. Uh, They all have their own books and their own things, their own lectures and their own things. And some of them are saved, some of them are not. But it doesn't matter whether you're saved or not saved. They all have this one as part of their principles of success. Stay consistent. They all use it. Well, it's it's God-given. Come on, somebody. It's a God principle. And anything that works is from above. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Amen. And sometimes even those in the world stumble across the principles of God. Amen. Whether they want to give him credit or not, Amen. It still works because it's a principle. Amen. So look at your neighbor and say, stay consistent. All right. Uh, put uh, Luke 8. Put that one on the board. And this, of course, is toward the end of uh, the parable of the so or so in the word. And Jesus explains, you know, how the, you know, the, the fowl come in and take the seed. There's a group of them to that. And then there's the, uh, you know, the, the thorns and the thistles. And then, uh, you know, the sun scorches it. And then he gets to the fourth group of people. And he says they have a heart, you know, to receive that word. And in verses, this is what it says in the Luke's account. Uh, but the ones that fell on good ground are those who having heard the word and with a noble and good heart, they keep it. Everybody say keep it. They keep it and bear fruit with, uh-oh, with patience. In other words, how we're going to be fruitful here, how this is going to happen is you're going to have to stay consistent. Otherwise, you can fall into all the other categories. Now, maybe I should have went back and read all the categories, but, you know, it, you know, if you don't stay consistent, see, you could hear something today and the enemy plucked, the, he's not invited in here, uh, but he might be waiting for you outside the door here. Come on, somebody. And so he might, you know, try to pluck the seed that was sown today. Come on, somebody. And uh, so if you don't remain consistent with what you're hearing, he'll just pluck that thing out, and just you get by the time you got in the car, you lost it. Or you know the, you know, all things that that are kind of fed into the thing could choke it. And uh, well, actually, the next one I think is the sun scorches it, and uh, you know you springs up this is what I need to hear, but you don't stay consistent with it. And within a couple of days, you lost it. Come on, somebody. And then I think it's the one with the thorns and the thistles and the other stuff that comes up and tries to choke it. In other words, you don't stay consistent with it. Now, all the other things that enter in come in now and start choking that. Come on. Again, it comes down to consistency. So here he says, you know, that it's those that it's sown in good ground. Well, the reason it makes it good ground is they stay consistent with it. I'm just saying. Otherwise, somebody could say, well, you know, I guess just some of us were blessed with good ground and some were not. No, we all, we all have the potential to have to be good ground for the seed of God's Word to be planted in. So the, probably one of the biggest keys to that is whether you're going to stay consistent with it or not. Consistently meditate on it. Talk about it. You know, read it. Uh, you know, uh, Make declarations or just keep it stern in your thought life. Amen. Uh, so anyway, that's how this stuff works, praise God. Long-term consistency trumps short-term intensity. I've seen a lot of people that intense in the beginning. That's probably that part where he says, you know, they, uh, you know, they, with, with excitement they had, they, they grabbed it, but then all the other stuff comes on and chokes or, pardon me, it scorches it. I guess that one's the, the, what the sun scorches it. it says. But the point is this, praise God. A lot of people sometimes have intensity about something, but how many know you still got to be consistent? I like intensity. Anybody else like intensity? I like intensity in some things. Come on, and you probably can agree with that too. Uh, but it's, it doesn't matter how intense you are right now. What matters is are you going to stay consistent with it? I mean, sometimes that's that up and down thing. We're in, we're out, we're up, we're down. We're doing, we're not. You just kind of scatter. And one minute, yeah. A lot of Christians, that's how they live. Am I right? I'm not pointing fingers. It's just a fact. You know, sometimes it happens, and we're just all intense. And that's great. We want you to be, I love it that you're all excited about it, but I need you to be consistent with it, praise God. Uh, one of the statements I read um, said that consistency dictates results, defines character, and leads one to excellence. I thought that was good. I probably could make a sermon out of that alone. Uh, consistency dictates results, all right, defines character. Because if you're consistent with something, it starts determining the character of an individual, right? And then it also it says, and I thought this was great, that consistency also leads one to excellence. And if you stop and you think about it and you stay consistent, that's exactly what it starts doing. Pretty soon, pretty soon you stay with it, you keep going, pretty soon you're getting better at it, you're getting better at it, you're doing it better, come on, somebody. And, and that's just how it works, amen. So it leads one toward excellence. I mean, you look at any athlete that's, that's going to go to the next level the ones that go to the next level are the ones that remain consistent at this level. <clears throat> and uh, you know, I'm a I'm a I like college football. I enjoy college football and keeping up with it, and I have uh, you know, a team that I probably keep up more with than I do any of them. And uh, and so I I'm I'm pretty consistent in reading some of the some of the news. Watch it. (laughs) Give it a little time. You're going to see it come through because they're consistent. (sighs) Problem we've had, they haven't been real consistent anyway. But I'm consistent on reading the news, amen, and staying up with it and finding out all these young players that are this and that and and, uh, so uh, they got a bunch of new young bucks that are doing this, this and doing that. This is not the time for the news. Well, anyway, the point is this. The key was for these coaches is how are we going to determine who's going to play? Because we got so many good young bucks here that can do it. So who do we determine is going to start this season? That's the only thing they mention. We're going to find out who's going to be consistent. And if they're consistent, they're probably going to be the one that's going to walk out there and they're going to be the one that gets to start the the game. Come on, somebody. Are you still with me? Because they're all capable and they all got potential. They wouldn't be there. Come on. Or they wouldn't have, you know, they have abilities. And that's the same with you and me. We got the potential. Come on. But we just got to stay consistent. All right. Praise the Lord. So, look at your neighbor again. Say, stay consistent. (laughs) All right. Let's look at another text here. Uh, One last text. James 1. You can't really talk about uh, consistency or patience without turning to James 1. Okay. My brethren. So, we know he's talking to the church. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials or uh, pressures, tests, it means. Okay. And nobody wants to count that joy. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Yeah. Count it all joy. Why? Because there's something up. Come on, just stay with it. Stick with it. Come on now. You know, when you stop and you think about it, uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to set your mind on what and all the pressure, it just, the pressure seemed to magnify. But if you set your mind on things above, stay locked on, come on, you can go through this thing. You, you can come out this thing a winner. Praise God. Amen. So count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Verse 2, now, or verse 3, pardon me. Knowing that the testing of your faith. Produces patience, knowing that the testing, knowing, you gotta know this, okay, that your test, pardon me, your faith is being tested. So come on now, with this whole thing started with faith and patience, right? So your faith is being tested, but it says that, amen, if you will keep going, it'll produce something. And it'll produce patience. You don't even know how patient you are until you're you're under, you're under some pressure. Everybody can say I'm patient. Until they're under pressure. We're going to find out about how much you got. Am I right? So knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Amen. Um, let me see here. Let me go to that text in my own Bible here. <clears throat> so um, the word testing, I thought maybe I'd at least give you that. It just means the putting to proof by adversity. That's all it means. So the enemy's trying to pressure your faith to find out, is your faith really, Do you are you really going to keep believing? Are you really going to remain uh, in confidence in God? Are you really going to continue in your trust toward God? Are you really going to remain, come on relying on God. That's all that's happening. So he's, there's, there's this, this uh, putting to proof by adversity, pressure. So your enemy's coming at you to push you. Now, years ago, somebody made the statement, and I think it's pretty valid. It just says this, that, that no testimony, there is no testimony without a test. You can say all day long, you're looking for a testimony. There ain't no testimony without a test. And somebody said, well, what if I flunked the test? We got to take it over again. And nobody wants to hear that. I don't want to take that class again. But, you know, if we don't pass, then we got to kind of comes back around again. And the problem with this, when you constantly waver and constantly back up and quit all the time, it gets pretty easy to do that. Sometimes we get consistent doing that, and we don't get anywhere. So this whole thing then becomes this vicious cycle. The whole time is just let's just press through this thing, get to the other side of this thing, beat this thing, amen. Stay with it, get on the other side. Praise God, amen. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. Um, uh, with this said, um, um, well, I tell you, well, let's read. Go ahead and read verse uh, four, then, uh, because that's we all like verse four, right? Yeah. I mean, verse four is like a it's like a refrigerator verse. Now, we, nobody wants to put verse 2 and 3 there, but, but you really can't have verse 4 without verse 2 and 3, right? But let patience then have its perfect work or complete work that you may be perfect, amen, and complete, whole, lacking nothing, right? That's, that's good stuff, right? So I want, I want everything perfect and complete, lacking nothing in my life, amen. So how's that going to happen? Well, i got to let patience have its perfect work. So i got to be willing then uh, to continue to stand, remain, and it begins to produce patience, and it gets more that developed. And literally, that word produce, um, it, it really kind of has the, um, you know, it, it, when you kind of look at it and define it, it, it brings up, it, it's like it manufactures patience. So like when you... You know, you're willing to stand even though the pressure's on. It's like it manufactures this thing called patience or constancy or consistency. And so just stay with it. Pretty soon, you know, it's, you're, you're able to stand. Amen. I mean, let's face it. I mean, some of you know what I'm talking about because I, I know my Wednesday night crowd here. Um, you know, you have stood through things. And any time that, that thing ever tries to raise up its ugly head again, it's like water off a duck's back. On that particular area, I mean, my other areas, you're you're getting, you're learning and gaining in that area. But there's some areas that the enemy tries on you again, and you think, really, dude? I mean, that happened like in kindergarten. Knock it off, (laughs) right? I mean, that's like water off a duck's back. See, because something see was produced, amen, and that see that's not now that doesn't that's not a not not an issue anymore, and so you just stay on. But now this other area. Might be holding another ball game, right? But the same way you got this, same way you get this. You just stay consistent, continuing, praise God. And it produces a thing called patience or constancy, praise God. And then, hallelujah, when you're letting it do its perfect work, you become perfect and complete, lacking nothing. All right, now, I put this down just to kind of close it with this. Uh, our victory here is found in our continual resistance, not in the test i throw that out there because I've heard some teaching out there saying, you know, you like, like the praying in for tests. Don't go, you don't need to be praying for no more tests. It's not the test that got you anything. Because there's a lot of people under tests, they ain't getting nothing. So it's not the test. It's the continual resistance to the test. Are you hearing me? I did, I, come on, I got to bring that out because you know you're, you know some people might be getting walloped with something and they just kind of lay there thinking, well, as long as I just kind of lay here and let it keep hitting me, someday it'll go away and I'll win. No, that's not what it's talking about. It's whole thing in context is using your faith. Come on and staying consistent with your faith. Come on. Your reliance, your dependence on God, your assurance in God, your confidence in God, your trust toward God, your belief in God. Hallelujah. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. And all of a sudden it produces something. Praise God. Are you still with me? Because you just got to bring that out because there's a lot of people under tests. They ain't going nowhere or getting anywhere. Okay, so it's not the test we give glory to. It's your continual resistance in the midst of it, using your faith. Does that get, did you got that? Did you get something today? Yes. Come on, give the Lord a praise, everybody. Yeah, go ahead and stand up, praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, years ago, the Spirit of God gave me this one. He said, "There is no true resistance without consistence. I mean, really, you can't really say you're resisting anything if you don't continue, right? So anyway, just a thought. but Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise and glory once again. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these principles. Thank you, Lord God, for a people of God that live by faith. Hallelujah. And through their faith and through their patience, they inherit the promises. Father, I give you praise. I give you glory. Hallelujah. For a people of God going higher, going deeper, becoming all that they're called to be. And for that, I give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Somebody give the Lord praise. Come on.